Michael Scarzo and Halloween Horror Nights podcast, checking in with you guys without the ability to have a professional microphone handy, uh, without able to really have any big updates for you. But I didn't want you to think that we had just gone away and that we're not recording, we're not producing, we're not thinking about new shows. We are, but much like WDW Today, my Disney podcast, uh, we've had to take into consideration all of what's happening in the world and what this could mean for Halloween Horror Nights, what this could mean for um, HHN 30, and to be honest and to really look at the situation at hand. Now, I did want to come to you because obviously, and when I'm recording this yesterday evening, I believe, uh, Universal City Walk opened. And that's a big deal. Universal City Walk back open, uh, at least in a limited capacity. And while that's not necessarily an indication of what the parks will be, at least that's a good start. At least it's a uh, just, like a good, good uh, start in the right direction uh, to potentially being open. Now, there have been lots of speculation, so much speculation on when we're going to open. Is it going to happen? Is How are you going to do? And, and I think these are real questions we have to ask ourselves. And this is just one-on-one, just me and you today. Uh How do you do Halloween Horror Nights six feet apart? How do you do Halloween Horror Nights with uh, characters uh, who can't get in your face without stuff hanging in front of your face? Okay, we can get rid of that. I'm fine with that. Let, you know, times have changed. There are certain things that I'm okay with saying goodbye to permanently. But how do you um, how do you do that in terms of looking at the big picture and? what we've been so used to and what the creative team has been so used to for 30 years of Halloween Horror Nights. I've got no insider information. Uh, I am where you are in the same, we're in the same boat here. I, I don't know what exactly will happen. I, I don't think anyone does. I know there's been some construction still. People have said there's still construction happening. And sure, I mean, we even saw, um, I watched some video, a lot of video yesterday of the City Walk opening. And you could see beyond the gates where you could see that there certainly is construction happening within the parks, whether that's Horror Nights related or not, uh, is beside the point. There's stuff happening. But I think for a lot of us, it's deciding what's that line. And for a lot of tourists, we'll be deciding what's that line. Um, when is it no longer the experience that you're paying for? We just saw, and I think honestly, though, it's it's an interesting um, it's not quite the comparison because it's cruise line, but uh, Kiss. Obviously, I'm a huge Kiss fan. If you're looking behind me, there's Kiss memorabilia all around me. Kiss just announced Kiss Cruise. Now, they're in their 70s, so I get it. Uh, has been canceled. Fully sold out boat. They bumped it to next year. The main reason they cited, and this actually happened across the board, not just with Kiss. All those rock and roll cruises are out for 2020 and uh, potentially returning in 2021. They said they're not able to provide the experience that you pay for. And I think that is something to really look at. Look at. You know, it, what's the line to where are you going for the nostalgia at that point to just be in the parks? I think we saw that yesterday with a lot of the people who were just wandering around City Walk. That they just wanted that connection. I was talking about Buddy Will, and he's like, why would you do this wearing a mask and all this thing? And he doesn't understand uh, the emotional connection that a lot of us have to these places, to where even if I'm able just to walk around, uh, it brings a little bit of joy to your life. That uh, The parks aren't the only reason you're going. Could there be Halloween-related events that aren't necessarily Halloween Horror Nights? Absolutely. I don't see why not. Um, but you never know. 
I mean, the president is is speaking as I'm are about to speak as I'm recording this uh, with talks on the new uh, vaccine task force they're putting together. Look, if there's a vaccine and it's distributed by September, then maybe that puts a lot of people at ease. I was watching the Shanghai footage. I don't know if you guys have watched it from Disneyland Shanghai. And first it was really um, disturbing and not what I was hoping and not what I was looking for. Like it just was, it was very difficult to watch and I couldn't look away. I watched about two hours of it straight through. Uh, it, but then, and it was from like a kind of like Chinese controlled media. So it had a weird vibe to begin with. But then I looked into Instagram and I, I just clicked uh, Disneyland Shanghai and did the same with City Walk last night and said, hey, um, you know, find people who are in this place. So it popped up and then I saw the people interacting and I kind of got it. It kind of, it, it, I kind of understood the appeal in a little, a bit of a way. And I know that's strange because I would look at it and think quite the other way. But, but when you saw human beings, not just the controlled media, even though they had the masks on, going and, and riding rides and having dinner, and obviously they could take their mask off for dinner. We saw that City Walk has opening. Obviously, if you're eating, you can take your mask off. So a lot of people are actually saying, make sure you book a dining reservation. And this year, I would say that's going to be true too. And I think that's just a tip even for Disney, for Universal, for everything. Make a dining reservation wherever you go because you're going to have the opportunity to take your mask off for an hour or two or not an hour or two, for an hour, enjoy your meal and uh, maybe take a break from it because I think that's going to weigh on people. I mean, I personally, I wear the mask obviously out in public. I'm not out in public very much, but when I am, I wear it and about five minutes into it, I'm, I'm ready to rip it off. I'm looking at other options of what other kind of masks there are and I have like the surgical kind of mask filters out so much that I, I do want to use it, uh, not just for my own safety, but for other people in my family. But I mean, Horror Nights gets hot and sweaty every year and it always does and it has forever. So how does that impact uh, being in a two hour line or whatever it is, even if it's virtual? I know a lot of people are saying that Disney parks are gonna return to just a virtual queue. I think that's great. God, I would love that for Horror Nights. I don't know what that does for the Express Pass system. Uh, probably eliminates it or makes it a, a very different thing. Maybe not, though, because you can just zip right in. Uh, but I do look at it from a, a bigger standpoint and go, even in a, if I'm in a mask, I don't care if I'm in line or not in line. If I'm out in the 90-degree weather in Orlando, am I going to feel okay? Am I going to feel like going for these nights. Because remember, I mean, their Horror Nights night is six, seven hours long for a lot of us. It's showing up at, I guess, at, the, at, the, at Rope Drop or whatever you want to call it for, for Horror Nights and staying until one or two in the morning. Uh, maybe it's limited hours. Maybe it's, I, I have thought of, a, of something, which I know um, they've done something like this in Shanghai, which is you buy a time slot. So say, almost like everything is done VIP tour style, where you buy a ticket for six to 10. And then the other people buy tickets from 10 to 1. And maybe it's, here's your setup. You make reservations. I know um, Six Flags has moved into the full reservation system. You have to have a reservation to get in the park. And I believe they're going to be rolling out, and you have to have a reservation for each individual ride. Maybe that's the way this is. It's all speculation. I don't want to go in here and drone on for, for half an hour. And, and I, honestly, I, 
I want to do an episode because I, I wanted to talk to you. It's why I'm doing this on video for those watching on Patreon. Uh, I want to do a video for you so you can see that, that we're not just sitting back here and not thinking about it or talking about it. I'm in constant group text and threads about it. But I want to know from you guys, would you go to what would be considered a half experience? So there's five houses and there was, you know, Universal sent out a survey and a lot of people saw those images. Um, so I'm not reporting them here, but a lot of people saw those images that said, hey, uh, what if it's, you know, half capacity and double the price? Well, what about for you guys? Where What would you do to just have a Horror Nights experience? Would you go if it was... Uh, I know some people have suggested characters behind glass and that kind of thing. I, I just want to know. And I wanted to pop out here for 10 minutes. And I want to know, where's your line? Tell me. I'm going to keep trying to do these little update episodes. Because I don't think we're going to be able to sit down and have a full hour-long conversation about speculating. until we. But now that City Walk is open, I felt like it was important for me to come on here and talk to you. And see what you think and what the future could hold. And I'm going to pop on here every time really Universal announces something big. So if Universal announces the next big opening, Islands of Adventure opens, they're, they're opening up more restaurants. I'm, like, I'm going to pop on here. I'm following a lot, everyone who's going, a lot of people that are going, getting their feedback. And I'll try to have on some people who have been to CityWalk who can at least give you that idea of what it feels like and whether it's going to be worth uh, your trip. And I know for a lot of us, it's, it's, it's sentimental. It's emotional. Not only Horror Nights, but it's the 30th of the year. So I get it. So I'll pop back, pop back on here. Again, I just wanted to do 10 minutes. Pop back on here every time that there's something to talk about. And maybe I'll come up and, and show you some of my memorabilia. I'll show you some other stuff and try to keep the, the, the Horror Nights magic alive. I'm trying to think what's in arm's reach. Sorry for the loud noise. Here's my, I love this. I've still had it since Horror Nights 21. Not necessarily my favorite Halloween Horror Nights, but it's my favorite collectible, which is my Halloween Horror Nights blood mug. Oh, people, oh, something was, <laughs> something was in it. Uh, People, I used to drink out of this every day, and it just disgusted the entire office. Uh, it's made by Whirly Drinkworks. I've actually looked into if I could get these made for like my own, for like Scare Zone, because I just think they're they're so cool and they're so gross. Oh, take a look at this thing. And it says, what does it say on it? The house always wins. Twenty one, Universal Studios. I still think they should have gone with a blackjack theme, uh, like in, more like you know, instead of the orange, you would have had you know red hair, maybe black makeup around his eyes instead of the green. I don't know. I thought it would be cool. Uh, I have a lot of other Horror Nights goodies around here or Horror Nights related or horror related uh, stuff. So maybe I'll pop on here and also show some of my collection if you guys would like that. All right. Well, until next time, keep your eyes closed, your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan's.